Voices of Simsis is the podcast of the Symbolic Systems Program at Stanford University. Each episode, you'll hear from a student, faculty, or alumnus related to symbolic systems, which is the interdisciplinary study of the relationship between minds, machines, and the world. This episode, our guest is Professor Paul Skakowski, former lecturer for Simsis One. In his interview by Mia Polson, he dives into the history behind his path to symbolic systems, explaining the reasons why and how he teaches Simsis One. I'm Jenny Z, an advising fellow of the Symbolic Systems Program, and this is Voices of Simsis. So first, given your background studying physics and going into business for a while, how did you end up teaching SimSys? Like, what was your path? Well, um, actually, that's um, sort of an easy question because um, I started SimSys, I started teaching in SimSys um, right after my PhD here at Stanford. And um, I was still working at Livermore Lab, and I was working there while I was doing my PhD here. And so I started by, um, I think I co-taught a course with David Romelhart. Um, and um, then it sort of went on from there and I taught more classes uh, in SimSys over time. And then um, I went into um, business uh, working at Yahoo later. So that was about six years later. Okay. Um, so I was already teaching SimSys before that. Right. And then when I finished at Yahoo, um, Tom Wassow asked me if I could come back and teach the class that I'd been teaching. And uh, I came back and started teaching it again. So Awesome. Very so. cool. Okay, so um, you're kind of focused in philosophy. So what piqued your interest in philosophy and when did you begin to pursue that interest? Well, the way it worked was I was a physics major. I went to a small college, um, and uh, they required uh, one year in philosophy. And I wasn't really interested in philosophy, but it was a requirement. So I was doing physics, and I thought, oh, I'll take a class in philosophy of science, because I thought that's closely related to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And... um, I wanted to study physics because I wanted to understand sort of the ultimate, I wanted answers to the ultimate questions about the world. And I thought physics was like the most fundamental science Mm -hmm. and it would provide those answers. And in particular, I wanted to study like nuclear physics or particle physics where you would get down to the basic particles and fields. and then I took this philosophy of science class and it like blew my mind because I realized that there were questions beyond yeah. <laughs> even okay. more fundamental than the ones that I thought I was yeah. asking at the time. Uh-huh. And I found that actually historically physicists had asked a lot of those questions. So when they get down to the most basic level, the physicists are really being philosophers. They're asking those kinds of questions. People like Einstein, Bohr, yeah. uh, Schrodinger. Cool. Um, so I f- fell in love with philosophy then and just kept taking it and took as many philosophy classes as I could. And 
fell one uh, course short of a double major in philosophy. I just ran out of time. (laughs) Cool. Interesting. All right. Well, going off that, um, do you have a favorite philosopher or school of thought? Well, I'm going to treat that as an and question rather than an or question. Okay. Um, So I would say my favorite philosopher has to be Gottfried Leibniz. And um, it's because he has this really bizarre system of philosophy. I think I've even talked about it in the class Mm -hmm. just a little bit, Um, which almost makes no sense to us nowadays when we read it. Um, But it holds together beautifully, and it's one of the most beautiful theories there is, and it's a very self-supporting holistic theory where Mm -hmm. everything every kind of axiom and statement in it supports something else. So it's, it's very hard, once you get into it, it's very hard to sort of argue against it and um, find the flaws with it. But it's, it's actually a beautiful uh, philosophy, and he was an amazing genius. So um, he's always great to study. Um, and then do I have a favorite school of thought? Or Yes, it would be in philosophy of mind... Um, I would subscribe to what I would call the externalist school, where um, people like myself and like uh, my advisor, Fred Dretzky, and even uh, John Perry uh, in some of his um, uh, writings, uh, we believe that the world actually exists and that objects have properties and that our senses are designed to deliver those properties to us. So we actually do more or less sense the world veridically. And so we can be pretty confident that we actually know what the world uh, is like. So it's a bit bit of a realist theory and involves not just the inner workings of Mm -hmm. the brain or the mind, but also interaction with the world. Very cool, okay. Um, so did your time at Oxford influence the way you wanted to teach Simsis one? <laughs> uh, yes, it always influences everything I do in philosophy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's hard because when I teach at Oxford, I do tutorials and those are one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And so Simsis, as you know, uh, this year it's about 190, 200 students, something like that. And last year it was about 350 so it's the complete polar opposite going from one to another. But um, I do like the back and forth of philosophy. So I like students to ask questions and I like them to be engaged mm-hmm. as if this is a one on 200 tutorial. Yeah, so um, the, like no laptops and stuff. Yes, that's right. And that's, that's another thing because the students don't definitely are not using their laptops when they come into a tutorial. In fact, um, I have them read a paper to me, and we Ooh. we interact over that. We argue back and forth like philosophers. So, in at Oxford, when you do philosophy, you're really in your tutorial. You're really arguing for an hour. You're, mm-hmm. You and your tutor are sort of arguing about something, and um, I like to bring that sort of uh, ethos into the classes that I teach. Okay, I feel like oftentimes in philosophy. 
I will hear something and I'll be like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. And then I'll hear another thing that counters that and I'll be like, wait, that also sounds like a great idea. And it's kind of funny how much you can go back and forth with like valid ideas on both sides. Well, that's what philosophy is all about. It's all yeah. about arguing. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, what were some of your goals in designing the syllabus of Simsis 1? So, and um, off of that, what do you want the main takeaways to be for students? Well, um, everybody that teaches SimSys 1 approaches it a little bit differently. And usually they bring in some of their background into several of the lectures. So for me, uh, that involves um, speaking a little bit more about the mind. I mean, this course is about the mind. It's about minds and machines. And we do talk about machines and we do talk about minds. Um, and the way that I like to approach those topics is more from a philosophical standpoint where you question a lot of the assumptions that, that may be occurring in some of the disciplines that we're looking at, like psychology, mm -hmm. like linguistics, like computer science, like neuroscience. There are always philosophical questions you can ask about those. So I like to bring that viewpoint into it. So um, I tried to design a little bit more of philosophy weaving in and out of these subjects because that's really uh, something that I'm, I enjoy doing. Of course, I've worked in some of these areas like computer science and neural networks um, before, so I feel like I can understand things maybe more at a more basic level than the typical philosopher does. Mm -hmm. And I like to bring in that practical aspect yeah. as well, what it's like to be somebody who designs these kinds of things as well as thinks about them. Uh -huh. Um, so, um, try to cover as much ground as possible. SimSys covers so many disciplines. No one teacher can cover all the possible, um, topics in symbolic systems. So all I can do is pick a few that, that I think are important for the students and then, um, give my perspectives on those. And then, um, the main takeaway for the students... Um, just be open to um, different kinds of ideas and different approaches. So be open um, not just to a philosophical viewpoint, but also to psychology. Uh, be open to what the neuroscientists have to say, the computer yeah. scientists, and so forth. Very cool. All right. Um, so going off of that, what makes SimSys unique and what sort of career does it prepare you for or can you really go anywhere with it? Um, yeah, I do think you can go anywhere with it. Um, um, I guess if SimSys had been around at a school that I went to when I was uh, an undergraduate and I had heard about it, I probably would have majored in it because yeah. I think it's amazing Although I was pulled to physics uh, for different reasons back then. But if I had taken courses in this, maybe I would have even tried to double major or something mm -hmm. like I did in philosophy. Um, so what makes it unique is, um, in particular, it's also unique among cognitive science programs. So it's unique in that it's a cognitive science program, but there are many cognitive science programs now. What makes it unique is the amount of logic that we do in it, mm -hmm. the students do, um, for your degree, and also the computer science requirements, and also a bit of linguistics. Not all cognitive science um, departments require those kinds of loads. So it really is a more symbol-oriented 
degree. So in that sense, it, it fits in well with, with Silicon Valley, I think. So mm-hmm. I think in that sense, it's, it's unique. And it prepares you, definitely prepares you for Silicon Valley type jobs. But it also prepares you, if you want to go the academic route, it prepares you to go in many different directions. I mean, you could go into medicine, you could go into, um, well, you could definitely go into psychology and philosophy and stuff, but there's all sorts of things you could do with symbolic systems. Yeah, I think it just kind of teaches you to think in a really like applicable way for kind of anything you want to do. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. So do you think a student should choose SimSys over a similar major like computer science or psychology? Well, I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I think students should choose what they want to do. Um, but I think if they are more curious about the foundations of a particular topic, then SimSys might be a better fit for them in answering those kinds of questions. Um, Maybe you, let's say, maybe you just want to do an undergraduate degree and you just want to code and you want to go to work for, I don't know, Facebook or something like Mm -hmm. that or Google or something. Um, Then, yeah, computer science can be great, can be perfect. And and you'll definitely probably make more money to start with because you have that computer science degree. Um, But if you're unsure about exactly what you want to do, maybe, but you're really interested in fundamental questions things about the mind or, or what computation is mm-hmm. or um, how the strange ability to use language um, pops up, then SimSys is a great way to try to answer those yeah. questions. Um, there's also psychology and, and linguistics too. I'm not going to say they're not as important, but SimSys I think is broader and introduces you to more um, of these topics. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I don't think that I could do like all CS or like all psychology. I love that SimSys is such a good mixture. Um, okay, so what questions should a student ask themselves when considering the SimSys major? You just talked a little bit about that, but... Well, I think, um, and it's related sort of to this course, a question you could ask yourself is, am I interested in how the mind works? Am I interested in what the mind is? Mm-hmm. Or what a mind is. You know, it doesn't even have to be a human mind. Um, those are interesting questions. And I think if, you, if you're willing to entertain questions like that, then SimSys is a great major for you. Of course, you, again, you could do philosophy. You could do psychology. But um, SimSys has certain requirements for it, like mm-hmm. um, computing and, and um, these other areas that the other degrees don't necessarily have. So I think you'll get sort of a broader uh, view of possible answers to that question. Okay. Um, So when declaring SimSys, do you think some of the concentrations within the major are more relevant and or better designed than others? Should a student's decision to concentrate in an area be solely based on their personal interests? Well, um, I don't, I don't want to say that some concentrations are better designed okay. than others, especially since I'm sort of on the faculty side of things. Okay. Um, 
I think, so let me just skip to the second question because I think in answering that, I sort of answer the first question too. Okay. I think that a student's personal interests are uh, what should guide them. So I encourage you and the other SIMSIS majors mm-hmm. and potential SIMSIS majors to look at all the options and also take courses in different areas and use that to guide what concentration you'd like to do. Because you're still going to end up with a SIMSIS major. You're going to be, you're going to have some computer science. So you're going to be employable in Silicon Valley. So if, if nothing else and the, the economy goes downhill, you're going to be able to get a good job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also have the luxury of concentrating in something that might be really interesting to you. So maybe that's neuroscience. Maybe it's something in music or or language or something like that. Everybody has a different idea, and SimSys is broad enough to accommodate that. So I would say, um, yes, a student should um, pursue what it, within SimSys. If you've declared SimSys, you definitely should um, do the sub uh, do the concentration that's of most interest to you. All right, great. Um, so finally, do you have any last advice you would give to a student considering SimSys? Um, <laughs> well, enjoy it while you're here because it's a really, I mean, Stanford is a, is a special place mm-hmm. and it's a unique place. And because we're sort of the birthplace of Silicon Valley and SimSys meshes so well with that, um, I think enjoy school while you're here because if you go immediately into work afterwards, then, um, you won't always have the same freedoms that you did as a student here. So, so try to expand your mind a bit, enjoy things. Um, and then any last advice? Well, not really. I mean, the advice that I give to humanities students, as you know, is while you're at Stanford, try to take a computer science class and get it on your transcript. Well, as a SimSys student, you don't have to do that because you're already going to have yeah. computer science. Yeah. So, um, so I don't need to give that piece of advice. All right. Well, there you go. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome.